0: and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us. It's eight
1: o'clock. Friday night, that was my uh, that was my death metal. Ah, oh, it's eight o- it's eight o'clock. Look, the uh, the throngs of people are arriving at Mutiny. John man. this is my death metal interpretation of people coming in very very excited. The people here from Poptastics Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! I'm gonna tell jokes tonight gonna tell jokes tonight I, uh, I i was at an open mic this week and i ended up just finishing it with karaoke because it felt so perfect it was i've gone so far has anybody know these are it fell so far but in the end it doesn't even matter you know what is it? i had to fall to lose it all who is this is this tool who is it is it Lincoln Park? Shut up! I am so basic. Oh God, I feel like an asshole. It's because I used to hang out with small children, junior hires. I learned. I, I it's so funny you said Lincoln Park. I actually one of the coolest things my ex husband ever did for me was give me Lincoln Park because I had a student in my classroom who loved Lincoln Park. I was a, I was a teacher of emotionally disturbed students uh yay they trusted me no they did so funny that they trusted me it's so funny because at the time too i was a meth head (laughs) but i was a california credential teacher it's been over 10 years they can't go back and get me for that like there's a statute of limitations on abuses but when i was teaching junior high uh, in yolo county yeah i was on meth that's the only way i could deal with those fuckers you know what i mean no it was i was just doing a lot i felt like a World War II, I actually justified it because we were studying the Nazis because special education kids love that shit, right? But like we were studying, and I I was like, they give them methamphetamines because they did. There was a whole methamphetamine program for all of their fighter pilots, and that was totally cool. Like everyone could do methamphetamines because they could be awake forever and so on it. And I was like, I am teaching emotionally disturbed junior hires. The best way to do it is on meth, right? Like I really identified with them. (laughs) Ha ha especially the ADHD kids. Like, let's go! I'm tap dancing on the desk. Isn't World War II interesting? Boop! I'm just (laughs) saying, thanks for laughing, Scott. I know, I, I wasn't abusing children. I was really good on math. Uh, Actually, I was really, I was excited. And that's, that isn't even when, well, that's so funny because I was going to talk about eating disorders tonight. And that's so funny because that's what got me out of my eating disorder was doing lots and lots of math. I got so skinny so fast. I looked so great and got so much done. Yay! Like everything was so good. People only listen to you if you're skinny and pretty. I grew up in the 90s. Yay! No, I mean the 80s. I was in college in the 90s. Everything's been affecting me for so long. Anyway, I learned recently, I was going to get real deep tonight, everybody. I was going to, once a month, I do comedy as free therapy. And I, I don't worry about you guys. And I don't think about you laughing. I just try to make myself feel better. So I want to talk about my eating disorder. Yay! Anyone else had an eating disorder? We can clap. It. You're a boy. That's so exciting. Okay, you were clapping for my eating disorder. Yes, because skinny and pretty girls are better to fuck. I get it. It's so much better. Like, that's exactly why it was didn't eat and ate and threw up. Anyways, so, I, in high school, like all of the girls, I mean, okay, so I grew up really rich. Poor little rich girl, I have to make up my own problems. Oh, no. Ah, Like, it was, it's like, I'm crazy. I'm gonna but really it was control issues like I couldn't control anything in my life but what I could control was what I put into my body right or what I took out of my body I didn't understand that back then because I was just a dumb kid and I was like nobody loves me my whole life is shit and Jesus is so great and nobody my parents I'm not as good as Jesus am I going to be as good as Jesus I sing in the choir and then back rubs I gave a really great back rub anybody else grow up Christian yeah, good back rubs! Oh, oh, that sleepover. I was like, well, i give you a back rub. <laughs> oh, but that's all we did. I didn't, I didn't have sex till I was married. Anyways, also because I was afraid to take my clothes off in front of people because I thought I was fat. <laughs> Eating disorder. Body dysmorphia at a young age. I know. Yay! The funny thing is I can still fit into my cheerleading costumes from high school, but I thought I was fat then. <laughs> I'm the same size as I was in high school, see, so I should. Anyways, this week, I know, it's like I'm bragging, but I'm not. It's like, ah, but so this week was really hard for me and things got really out of control because a comedian was so drunk and he came up to me and he said, It is so sad that every comedian in San Francisco doesn't think you're funny. Like, I think you're hilarious. And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) Thanks, Jude. That's really great for you to tell me that no one thinks I'm funny. Yay! I just really am so glad that I have to go up next and I get to not be funny in front of all the comedians here cool. It's like, I'm going to tap dance and do my jokes that I have all memorized. Nope. Can't do that. Cause they've all heard and that's not good enough. I'll never be good enough. It's okay. So that brought me back to like my childhood. I'll never be good enough. And I was like, I can't control anything in my life. I can't control anything. But what I could control is what I put or don't put into my body. So I didn't, this is a bigger thing is I didn't drink alcohol for three days. Anyone who knows me fucking clap. Okay. Thank you. But I also didn't put food into my body for three days. I just drank water because I can only control. Do you understand the depth of my control issues? But that's the thing. I did it for 13 years as a child because I didn't know that these were the problems. But now as an adult, I can be like, I feel out of control. I feel out of control. All I can do is the thing I did in my youth to control myself, which is not eat food. Yeah, but no, but the thing is I'm an adult now and I can realize that in three days. Instead of taking 13 years to be like, oh God, why am I doing this? It only took me three days to realize like, dude, you are totally, what is the issue here? And then I confronted it and I dealt with it and I like, cried a lot and I felt a lot better. Yay! <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, but the most amazing thing was that I recognized the control issues that I have, it's the same reason that I, will, I love, I'm a chef and I cook the pot food and anybody on the show say they know the pot food. But the thing is about being a cook is that you're in ultimate control. Like you're controlling the ingredients, you're controlling the food and the real, realization of like, and when you cook a meal for a bunch of people, like you taste things, but you don't really eat, but you're in control of the food. It's like, okay, anybody else have control issues? Am I the only, does anyone else feel out of control? Yay. I know. And in this current fucking political bullshit, how can we feel any sense of control? Nothing makes sense. Nothing is real. The truth is not, and the truth is real, and these things happen, but no one's held accountable because they have too much money, and money makes everything. You can murder someone if you have enough money. Ah! Right? Like, it's crazy stuff. So how do we deal with it, and especially when our first lady is so skinny and pretty? My God, right? She looks gorgeous when she frowns. I mean, right? She's constantly frowning these days. And she doesn't speak though. She's just like the perfect third wife eyes down. You know, like third wife eyes down. (laughs) Don't just just look, just, you just have to like frown competitively I think. I guess you use more muscles frowning than you do smiling. I learned that from flat black plastics um, face yoga last week if you, it's it's a bugger. (laughs) Don't fuck. I don't think anybody fucks Melania. Melania? Melania? What's her name? Melania. I don't know because she never speaks, right? <laughs> like she, I could know her name. I can't even make fun of her accent because she never speaks. She speaks four languages, right? But she never speaks. Speak in French. Like I can understand a little. <laughs> Menage a trois. <laughs> Daniels. Yay. I got it. Cool. She's into it. The thing, I mean, I wish she'd speak. She's either from Slovenia or Slovakia. Same, but I don't, I, they both border hungry. My God, she's starving. You know, she hasn't eaten in so long to look that pretty. But I guess if you have a, a Chanel, what did I do? All right, I'm doing okay. I gave myself the minute, perfect. That's so awesome. I just looked down and I'm like, look, I'm at nine. That's absolutely where I want it to be. I do, I, I don't want language to be political, but it is, right? Like I don't want to be a feminist. But it's the only thing I can call myself because it's the only word without the word men in it. Spell with an I. Look at menstruation. Okay, the one thing they can't do, but their name's all over it. Menstruation. Really? Really? You need that too? Like you've already got human, you've already got person, you've already got female, right? You've got peephole. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So language is political, you guys. Right? Yep. Knock, knock. Feminism. feminism. I in get my own fucking door, thanks. It's like, I think it's the precept of feminism. I don't know how feminism works, but I think it has something to do with doors. Had, it was in the 70s, so obviously it had something to do with the doors. Like everything had something to do with the doors in the 70s. Are you kidding me? Unless you went back to the 50s, and then it was the doors of perception. I know how to read. Isn't that nice? I'm going to leave you guys with one more joke because it's my smartest joke, and we'll see if you guys get it. <laughs> it's a challenge for you. Uh, it's it's not. It used to be a challenge. When you were eating lunch, you had to go to a roach coach. Remember those? They were those brightly painted vehicles that were outside of places that you would work. And now over there, they've got, they're everywhere. You can get like an $11 Filipino burrito. I don't even know what that means, right? So I saw a brightly painted vehicle and I went into it to like slake my thirst, Uh, but it was a bookmobile, right? Uh, So I ordered a steaming hot cup of Kafka. And when it arrived, it was a banana and I was a giant bug. And I looked out the window and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes, and I was like, "Da da da da," but it was surrealism. It was a totally different movement. It's like the bowel movement I'm gonna have after eating that Filipino burrito. What the fuck was in that? Fries? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> okay, cool. Thank you guys. This is Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. I'm your host, Pam Fantastic Pam Benjamin. Yay! We have great comedians tonight from all over the. California, what do I know? It's going to be crazy. So glad you guys are here. Uh, Before we start, we usually sing a song. And if you know how it goes, sing along with me. And if you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. (sighs) I smoke much less vaporizers, you know what I mean? M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I'm so glad you guys are here. Yay, clapping is good. Clapping is good! Thanks for being here. If people do want to smoke pot inside, you can, as long as everybody's okay with it. If you're not okay with it, we won't shame you. Okay, cool. So if anybody wants to smoke pot, it's totally a free space to do that. Okay, cool. And if anybody has a problem, it's no problem. We'll just move into that room and close the windows and then you're fine too. Okay, Uh, your first comedian of the night. He's very, very funny and he is a regular here at Mutiny Radio and he's like, coming up in the comedy spectrum, what would I do? Uh, Put your hands together for Max Mawatchanine, yay!
2: Thank you, everybody. That was unbelievable. Uh, I've done this show like four times. I never realized there was a song. <laughs> okay. And also, this is by far the biggest crowd we've ever had. And, like, and also, Pam, we also have—wait, uh, no—we have menstruation and menopause. So we got both. We are we are crushing it these days. So anyway, so my last name is pronounced and It's Serbian. Uh, Serbia is a country in Eastern Europe. For those you don't follow the NBA or professional tennis. <laughs> I call that a joke of itch. Uh, that's, uh, that's dumb, but I, I like to start out with that just to see what kind of audience you are. And I think I got to work a little harder. So let's get to it. <laughs> if you guys laughed really hard, I'd be like, oh, this is going to be easy, but it's not. So, <laughs> but every now and then I tell people my last name's Serbian and they're like, oh yeah, you guys are the ones who started World War One. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. We're trendsetters. So that was the, that was the first one. Back then, people were like, World War, that's not even a thing. And we were like, well, it's, uh, it's going to be a thing. The whole world's going to be on board with this idea. And 25 years later, the Germans started their own World War. They stole our idea. Germans are like the Carlos Mencia of war. Carlos <laughs> Mencia was a comedian who stole people's jokes. I, uh, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I, got a, I, yeah, I told that joke to a bunch of Carlos Mencia fans once, and they were like, that's good. I think I'll use that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that joke. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty shy. I don't like to talk. Like, this is pretty uncomfortable for me. Uh, no. Uh, no, but I am shy. I, uh, I know that I'm shy because I went to my 10-year high school reunion recently. And I met everybody for the first time. I didn't reunite with anybody, you know. I was like, I guess I'll introduce myself, you know. I know people like to, like, fabricate stories at family re- or at reunions so they can, like, fit in and stuff. So I did the same thing. I was like, hey, I met you before all right that didn't work i tried that (laughs) but uh, a lot of my old classmates were married 28 years old already married and a lot of the women didn't take their husband's name which is great you know it's a real real slap in the face to our male-dominated society if you ignore the fact that they're just keeping their father's name it's like nice try ladies but we've been working on this patriarchy thing for quite a while you know (laughs) You're not gonna just turn this ship around in one generation. We're ready for you. You know, we got, we even got the political names and stuff. Like we're good at this. You know, saying our first rodeo. I don't know. Is that what it's like these days? It's like, hey, will you marry me? Yes, but I'm a feminist, so I'm keeping my father's name. <laughs> he knows best, after all. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Is that like offensive? Sometimes I'm like, hey, they're just keeping their father's name, and somebody will be like, how dare you? How dare you? Point that out. Another time somebody was like, "I really like that joke you made about Father Knows Best," and I was like, "What's Father Knows Best?" Like, apparently I was referencing a 1950s TV show, and I didn't even know it. Like, my jokes are smarter than I am. I've reached comedy singularity, so that's pretty exciting. And you know, uh, so I work in tech, but I don't like it. So you don't have to hate me. It's, it's like it's fine. I'm like, I am one of the good ones. Like, I, uh, I work for Fitbit, but I don't even wear a Fitbit, so that's pretty awkward. Like, <laughs> my coworkers just stare at me all the time. They're like, oh, my God. He doesn't even know how far he's walked. <laughs> like, he looks so lost, you know. Or they'll be like, hey, that Max guy just walked by. But did he really? Like, <laughs> he can't prove it, you know. Like, and every time I show up to the office, I feel like I've committed a faux pas going to Fitbit and now we're in a Fitbit is like showing up uninvited to an AA meeting with a keg of beer. Because everybody stares at you disapprovingly and you're the only one there who isn't tracking how many steps you've taken. <laughs> yeah, all right. In case you didn't get it, that was an AA 12 step joke. Uh, anybody here in AA? All right, way to stay anonymous. <laughs> you guys are good. <laughs> I couldn't pull a fast one on you. Some people, some people go, "Hey, me," and I'm like, "Hey, go, go back to step one." You know, AA <laughs> yeah, like a board game in my uh, head. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I almost started wearing a Fitbit recently because one of my coworkers gave me a free one. He's like, "Hey, we need you to test this out and make sure there aren't any bugs before we release it to the general public." And I was like, "Ooh, I can't do that." He goes, "Why?" I was like, "Well, uh, it would screw up a bunch of jokes I wrote." <laughs> Like, I got 10 minutes at Pamtastic, so I can't just throw that away for the benefit of our company, you know? <laughs> Priorities, you know? I don't know. I do, like, data science at Fitbits. Basically what that is, like, the Fitbits generate data. The company collects it, stores it in a database. I look at it, and I'm like, all right, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> that's That's good to know, I guess. I don't know. You know? I don't know. I don't know, it's, it's a lot of math. Like, I'm a pretty big math enthusiast. Like, I'm enough of a math enthusiast that I insist on referring to the Matrix movie trilogy as the matrices. <laughs> like, I'll tell people, I, I've only seen the first and third matrices. I, I went from one to three. I skipped a step. That's what you get when you don't wear a Fitbit, you know? <laughs> you skip, <laughs> skip steps and stuff. Um. So earlier today, I was talking to one of my coworkers, which I don't normally like to do, but I made an exception for the purpose. <laughs> For the purposes of this joke. (laughs) Uh, He used that expression, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And I was like, uh, if I lived in a glass house, not being able to throw stones would be the least of my concerns. I'd be like, hey, how do I like go to the bathroom in private, you know? (laughs) Or like the curtains for this place are going to cost a fortune. I got to buy curtains for like the floor even. (laughs) People are like, hey, does the carpet match the drapes? I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing in this house. It's no difference, you know? The other thing about living in a glass house, there's more to this. I, I, I've thought about this a lot, so hold on to your chairs later. Uh, the other thing about living in a glass house is I wouldn't be able to participate in knock-knock jokes. Because <laughs> my front door is made out of glass. I already know who's there. I don't have to ask. They'd be like, knock-knock. I'd be like, you're an orange. I can see you.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, just, just come in and don't say anything, all right? Like I don't, I don't want to hear you talk. Uh, but people say dumb stuff a lot. Like I, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine recently about uh, relationships and he goes, I haven't done a lot of dating because I had a high school sweetheart for seven years. And I was like, wow, how long did it take you to finish high school? <laughs> you mean to tell me you both got held back at least three times? That's amazing. sounds like you two are made for each other. You're like the Romeo and Juliet of high school couples. You know who they are. You took ninth grade English at least once. I, and I'd like to hear their love story. I feel like they were probably very passionate, but very dumb. Like, they learned out of 69 before they could even count that high. Or they're like, they liked French kissing, but they didn't know what France was. They're like, we're really into this type of kissing that's named after our favorite kind of toast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one of my exes recently popped up on my Facebook feed. Uh, and by one of them, there's really only one. I don't know who I'm trying to impress here. <laughs> You guys are here tonight, so that can be, it's a bad start, you know. Uh, But her status said, note to self, I need to have more self-control and to be more disciplined. And I was like, well, if you post it on social media, it's not exactly a note to self. Like, like, did you notice the share button? There's your first clue. (laughs) And like, uh, so I read through the comments, because what good note to self doesn't have a comments section? (laughs) And one of the comments said, I'm going to make this a note to self for me, too. I was like, Jesus Christ, nobody understands the meaning of the word self. Like, I feel like they would go to the self-checkout at Safeway and be like, hey, where's the cashier at? You know, I need some assistance, please. Uh, I feel like posting a note to self on social media, that's like if somebody went streaking at the Super Bowl, and they're like, hey, don't look at me. Like I, I think that's where the Heisman Trophy pose came from. I was like, hey, don't look at me. I'm trying to do my naked exercises in private. Uh, but I'm not perfect, you know, like, you know, I, uh, I'm 29 and I am wearing a minions t-shirt. <laughs> like you ever go shopping for a four year old's birthday present and you end up doubling the size of your wardrobe. Like now I have this many shirts I can wear to work. Uh, sometimes I'll be on Bart and I'll see like a six year old kid wearing the same shirt as me and I'll be like, ah, all right. Are we not the same? You and I,
3: <laughs>
2: his parents are like, come here, son we're going to get off at the next stop. It's civic center. The people will be more normal. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's summer, which is cool. I went to Lake Tahoe recently, but I, uh, I forgot to bring sunscreen. So I had to go buy some, uh, I went to a gift shop. I found some, I looked at the label and it said that it had the scent of sunshine. I was like, Ugh, what does sunshine smell like? I've, I've never gone outside on a hot summer day. and been like, Hey, all right, that's the good stuff. You know, that's, I prefer a more mild, partly cloudy scent, but this will suffice I 'll settle for some sunshine. Uh, but the other thing too is like why do they make the sunscreen smell like the thing it's supposed to protect you from? That'd be like if they made raid that smells like bugs or baby scented condoms. <laughs> so that'd be weird for a number of reasons i don't know. I'm not proud of that joke, but people laugh at it, so I just keep telling it like, I'm just, uh, <laughs> It's like, uh, like, like I'm going to, I need to shower now. It's tough to get recognized for that too. People are like, Hey, it's the baby scented condoms guy. And I'm like, uh, that's, I think it must be the guy behind me. So, uh, Valentine's day just passed. Uh, it didn't, but when I wrote this joke, it had just passed. I, I just never bothered to change the joke. I was like, I think it's fine as is, you know? Oh, so. Okay. So Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, on Valentine's Day, after work, I went straight to a gay bar. I left straight too. I, uh, I didn't increase my. I didn't change sides just to increase my odds. I'm not Kevin Durant, you know. That that joke does better in Oklahoma City, huh? But I don't want to go all the way to Oklahoma City just to tell a joke. Even even coming here, I was like, ah, oh, the mission, the, all the way from Soma. I guess why not. Anyway, th- the reason why I went to the gay bar was because it was an open mic. I'm not like trying to be a tease or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. All, right, so, all right, so I got one more and then I'll be at because I'm going over time. No, you can do as much as you I already told you the your TV. No, I, I didn't even know there was a song. Until that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kevin Durant. I just didn't like how he joined the team that beat him. Is he playing basketball or Red Rover? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's just okay. Uh, but anyway, so I'll, I'll finish with this. I, uh, I don't believe in horoscopes. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, like recently, a coworker of mine said, I'm, I'm a Virgo, so I'm intense and serious. And I was like, well, I'm a Taurus, so I was discontinued by the Ford Motor Company in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: Good night, everyone. Max I promise he exists. Yay! Yay. I'm a Libra. That means I have trouble making decisions. And it's absolutely true. Every time I go out to dinner, I can't decide. And I ask the waiter what's better. And I go with the recommendations because they're, they're there more than I am, right? So they must know better. Right? Does anyone else make decisions for themselves? Nope. <laughs> good just i like to isn't it much easier just to leave it up to other people it just takes all the blame off me i already told you guys tonight this is therapy for me i'm just working through some issues up here on stage it's all our choice isn't it we don't have to eat indian food if we don't want to because we all know what happens in the morning right like Right no, I don't go number two, I go number six, right? Like it curls around. And everybody knows that. Is that, is that too gross? It should bring up the next. charity like that one that's so good. That's my, I love poop jokes, too. I do. I, 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 whew, I hung out with a two-year-old today, and that was, I didn't know two-year-olds could make that much poop. I'm like, "What are they feeding her?" <laughs> I didn't give her that much food. This was not my fault. It's the cheese sticks. Uh, Your next comedian, he is all the way from L.A. Yeah! That means that he is awesome. And we've never heard his material before, which is even more fun for the people in San Francisco. Because I know all. That's why Charity's laughing. She's like, I've heard that joke before, but it wasn't funny before, but now it was. How did that work? Ah!" No, it's great. Thank you for laughing. I'm sorry. You're amazing. I love it. Keep it's like when you get a laugh out of David from the back. If you get a laugh out of David Zunzu, you are fucking killing it. Like what? Fun times. Uh your next comedian. I am so glad to bring him up here on the Pam Comedy Clubhouse stage. Put your hands together for Adam Sepulveda!
4: Alright, give it up for Pam and Mutiny Radio. Fantastic. Fantastic. Football season just started, right? Right? Yeah. It, okay. I, I don't really know. Instagram told me, but I, I'm going to go with it. That's great. When you watch sports with your friends, what's the best part of doing so? When we win. When we win. Right. So you, have a, you take a side. A lot of people, when I ask that question, they're immediately like, oh, the drinking. Yeah. And see, I'm such a prude. Like, I'm such a prude. I'd never consider that whatsoever. I'm all about the shit talking. That's my favorite, favorite part about watching sports with your friends. Just talking shit, annihilating who they love. (laughs) The issue with that is that if you're watching the World Cup with your friends and you're talking shit, you're saying a lot of racist things. (laughs) (laughs) And you need to quit it. Germany's fucking garbage, dude. What is South Korea even doing in this tournament? Yeah, see? Yeah, it's weird, right? You shouldn't say that. My favorite team uh, from this past year's World Cup is the Germany national team. And not because, you know, they're really good or anything like that. I have, obviously, a different reason for loving them. But it's something that other people have picked up on. Like, there's dudes on the German national team who are very obviously German, right? Like, we've all been in a world history class. We know what Nazis look like. They're there. And then there's dudes who are not so obviously German. And the commentators know that this makes people kind of uncomfortable because they're like, what are you doing on that team? So whenever they pan on this player, the commentators feel it necessary to give their origin story. We have Umla Bavaria pushing it up the pitch. He lobs it over to lager schnitzel. Lager schnitzel, then lobs it over to Swastika Rodriguez. <laughs> Swastika Rodriguez, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Father grew up in the city of Chihuahua, Mexico. Participated in a study abroad program at the Love of His Life at Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah. Just can't let go of the racism. It's everywhere. Sports. Everything. I, yeah, I just thought I'd end that part with that. <laughs> racism, it's been interesting. I, I'm a, I'm a mixed race, okay? So a lot of people don't like that. I think it's Earl Sweatshirt used to complain about not being this for those people and not being enough that for other people. I think that's garbage. I think I get to double dip in races. Like if I, go to, if I go to jail, I have two gangs to choose from. All right? And if I go with the seasons, like during the winter, I'm gonna shack up with the Aryan nation. Sorry, just what's gonna happen? And then summertime, I'm gonna hit up MS-13. They have much better food at their gatherings anyway. But yeah, man. That's mixed privilege. All right? Why don't we celebrate that? It's crazy. You guys ever notice the similarities between a Prius and a penis? It's like you never hear either of them coming. Yeah. That's very obvious with the Prius, but try that with your dick sometimes. You don't hear a goddamn thing. It's crazy. Uh, I I, I did these jokes a little- Shut up, don't do that. Um, I- I got trouble dating. (laughs) But, uh, I think it's because I'm trying everything else that everyone's doing. Like, let's start with Bumble. Bumble's a crock of shit. Like, Bumble is terrible. There's just people on there that I have- would have no interest in. And I don't understand how everyone's taking pictures with elephants. (laughs) Every girl on there has been to Thailand. Why? I don't know. But how the fuck am I supposed to compare with an elephant? I'm dead serious. I mean, their ears are about the size of my torso, so you know that they're good listeners. We all know about their memory. Like, I forget what my sister's middle name is all the time. And there's no way that I can compete with the trunk size. That's for goddamn sure. <sighs> it's the truth, though. I used to have a big old beard. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the kind of beard that it would take me a lot longer to board a plane with. <laughs> and with my aesthetic, I kind of looked like a hipster werewolf. <laughs> Which in the dating world, that's not a bad reputation to have if you think about it, because that means that you're loyal like a dog, and that every full moon I'll eat your pussy as if it were livestock. <laughs> I have a voracious appetite. Um, <laughs> ten minutes, man. I ain't never done the Ten. Oh, here's a good one. Well, oh, God, I hope so. I hope you guys will enjoy it. It's about school shooting, so, you know, most people enjoy talking about these things. But do you guys know who the first school shooter was? The fr- What is considered to be the first modern American school shooter? Do we know her name? Her name, by the way. Right? It wasn't the one in Texas? No. It was in San Diego, believe it or not. Her name is Brenda Spencer. And in the middle of her heinous act, they called her up and they said, Brenda, Brenda, Why are you doing this? And her response literally is, I don't like Mondays. That's right. Now imagine if Brenda in her life had something like this, like mutiny radio, where she could watch people follow their dreams, eat a ton of shit on stage. Like she'd feel a lot better about herself, right? I would think so. I know for damn sure if she would have came to one of those things that any of us could have gave her a much better reason to shoot people. <laughs> I don't like Mondays. You boring bastard. Are you kidding me? I have a list longer than debt for reasons why we should shoot people. Not kill them, but shoot them. Give them a little fucking warning, like, yeah, you're, uh, your attitude. Check yourself. It could be non-lethal, too. Let's start with parents who dress up their offspring like miniature versions of themselves. Take a fucking hike. Are you kidding me? Everyone thinks they look so cute. First of all, to me, dad looks stupid and his son looks doomed. Right? Doomed to be nothing but a canvas for his parents to just flack their mediocre taste on. Like, I swear to God, if I see another fucking toddler wearing a Sublime shirt, I'm going to (laughs) go Brenda Spencer on their fucking parents. I am dead serious. Look, she didn't like Mondays and I don't practice Santeria, all right? You ever seen a three-year-old with a high and tight? It's disgusting. Have You ever seen a toddler try to get off the floor and salvage denim? It's impossible. Leave these fucking kids alone. There should be family divorce is where I'm getting at. You know, my parents got uh, married in Vegas as parents do, not for reasons of love, as parents do. Um, They were offered their room. They were with a friend. It was on a softball tournament, and the friend said, we will pay for your room if you guys get married. So they did it. And, you know, as the saying goes, for me personally, I wish what happened in Vegas literally stayed in Vegas. But it didn't. So I was brought up into a very... Catholic and sad marriage, and that's fine. But like I said, I don't practice Santeria. I don't have a crystal ball. And if I had a million dollars, I would buy my parents separate homes <laughs> so that they can never look at each other, never consider each other ever again. Because the only thing that comes out of their mouths for the both of them is vitriol, pure vitriol for the other fucking parent. It's, it's insane. Like I, I have no idea how to love someone. I figure if you talk a lot of shit, that must mean you really enjoy someone. That's what I was brought up with. And it's crazy too, like I'm not proud of this guys, I'm really fucking not proud of this, but my mom's a little bit racist, okay? She grew up in upstate New York, not a lot of diversity there, not a lot of things to learn from, okay? Now the thing is, my dad is 100% Mexican. So not only is she racist, she must be blind as well? Like I, I don't know, she talks a lot of shit on Mexican people. Like, I'm thinking that my mom might have had debt with Herbalife or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is her payment. It's crazy. But the, here's the thing. The reason I say this, I have many, you know, wonderful racist anecdotes to go from in my life, but the most recent one was pretty hilarious. My, uh, my nephew was graduating preschool. Let's give it up for my nephew. <laughs> graduating preschool. Now, I'm going to make you want to take that right back because if your kid didn't graduate preschool, it's because your kid didn't go to preschool. Uh, It's the ultimate participation award, all right? At the preschool graduation, when they introduced the children and their diplomas, they said their name, and then they said what they wanted to be when they grew up. When they said my nephew's name, they said that he wanted to be a king. I'm not down with that. That's the narcissistic poison that's in my family. Like, they got it started real early. It's crazy, but they brought up a, a bunch of kids. There was Power Rangers. There were a lot of cops. Oddly enough, yeah, strange, right? Not watching the news apparently. Uh, these fucking toddlers, crazy. Um, nothing but Doc McStuffins for these kids. Um, oh, perfect. I'm almost done. Promise, and. Uh, Doc McStuffins, who, oddly enough, is a veterinarian, right? For her stuffed animals. A lot of girls wanted to be veterinarians. A lot of boys wanted to be veterinarians. And then there was people who come up who said that they wanted to be animal doctors. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone looked around like, that's the same thing, right? (laughs) Are there Like, is there a cheaper way to get my... (laughs) We were all so confused. On the way home from this graduation, my mom has to remind me of her racism by telling me that I'm worried about my nephew, I'm worried about him going to a kindergarten in Anaheim because there's a possibility that he might learn Spanish. She literally said this to me, and I I fucking speak Spanish. So I guess I'm a lost cause in her eyes. But I understood what she meant by that because if my nephew were to go to kindergarten and learn Spanish, that would make that the second language that my mother is fully incapable of saying I love you in. Yeah. And like I told you, my dad's 100% Mexican and this is it. I promise I'm getting out of here. All right. Perfect. Well, it's funny. My dad's 100% Mexican, but he's watched enough stereotypical whitewashed cable TV crap where his innate prejudice as a Mexican man is completely gone. And it's been replaced by that. So, My dad looks on the outside like someone who would mow the fuck out of your lawn. (laughs) But on the inside, a select few know that he would also build an incredible wall. (laughs) That's my time, guys. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) Adam DePolvina, everybody. Yay! That was very exciting. I was also raised, raised very racist, And uh, I had the moment of pure racism where I just negated it right away. I was, does anybody know Danville, the town, East Bay? Anybody familiar with it? Cool. We were um, on the 680 coming off of El Cerro, my mother and I. And I had a crush at the time. I went to high school with Randy Wynn. People might know him. He's on the TV now. He played for the Mariners and the Giants before they got the ring. Anyway, uh, I'm 16 years old. We're coming down the thing. And I say, Mom, I have a crush on Randy Wynn. And she says, Pamela, don't you ever marry a black man? Ha! <laughs> my first husband was black. Yay! <gasps> Fuck you, racist mom! What are you gonna tell me when I'm 16? We to have a crush on Randy Wynn. My God, he makes like millions of dollars now. That would have been great. (laughs) Like That would have been the best choice I could have made from Danville. You fucking kidding me? Okay, cool. Uh, Your next comedian, I had the joy and privilege of uh, listening to him do 35 minutes uh, last Sunday and it was so funny. I enjoyed it the entire time through. I was like, and he brought his whole family and they were so sweet and they laughed too. And he was saying like ridiculous things and they were still laughing. And I just felt so jealous because my parents haven't talked to me in six years because they think I'm a heroin addict because of one joke where I mentioned heroin. That's nothing to do with me. It's just in the punchline. My mom heard one joke. She's like, you're a heroin addict. And now they don't talk to me, but it's great that you have a family. It's so beautiful. I just I love that. So not jealous at all. Everybody you're going to love his jokes. Everybody Anthony Zaccaro. Yes.
5: Oh, thank you Pam. Yes, I did 35 minutes in front of my family, my girlfriend, and my one friend who while filming it thought to himself and he told me later why am I doing this? And he had a good point because I I was hoping to send that out to bookers and shit, and it's and like it looks like I it looked like based on the footage it looks like I built a a, a set in my living room like I just went I went to Sacramento. And yeah, my parents are from Sacramento, which I don't know if you know, the Sacramento is the Denny's of California. I don't know if you're aware of this. No one goes there. No one leaves their house to go to a Denny's. Somehow you just end up at a Denny's. Um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I basically did accidentally copied Maria Bamford's special like that's 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 pretty much what i did on accident she she did a whole special for her parents on purpose she had cookies and a pug i it was mine was completely on accident um yeah i uh, i look jewish if you haven't looked at me yet uh i looked i do i do look jewish i'm I, it could be worse I, I could actually be jewish um <laughs> that no no that, that yeah uh I, no, i'm italian so it's close right I, it's close it's not like i'm a six four black man like are you jewish no i get it i get why people think i'm jewish um but uh yeah right around 1939 it was close enough right being italian some of us got in the long, wrong line we saw smoke we thought there was a deli um I had a crackhead call me a kike the other day. That was a that was a weird thing that happened. She was just like, "Cut your hair, kike," um, and then I did, <laughs> like a couple days. Coincidentally, just a couple days after that, and uh, well, I, don't, I I with my haircut, I don't get I don't get haircuts. I get circumcisions. Um, but uh, but yeah, the she called me a a kike, and it's like being called a kike when it, you're not Jewish. It was this weird. Like I've never felt. Like, I've never been called a slur that I'm not, you know? Like, I, like I, I felt the negativity. It's like if someone came up to me and was like, fuck you, Gary. Like, I'm not Gary. <laughs> but, I, but I felt the negativity and the hate. It was a weird mix of emotions. Uh, turns out she wasn't talking to me. There was a pigeon flew by me or something. Uh, um. Crackheads are fascinating. Have you ever just like looked at a like watched them for longer than like the couple of seconds you have to? You, you know like have you ever have you ever looked at these looked at these people? The crackheads always like they walk they walk like they've been poorly animated. You know like like they just kind of like you know like in 8 bit they're, they're they're moving 8 bit now um i had i i've had like more hilarious things uh said to me my crackheads the, the other day uh well there was a there was a crackhead and he was just kind of waiting for the 14 of course and um and uh, he he was looking like past me at whatever something that was over here i don't know what it was i couldn't see it he could see it um and uh, and he goes uh The whole royal family is dead. They're all being operated from the inside like puppets. And then he took a long pause. Yeah, I guess you're right. That means he lost an argument to his own hallucination. (laughs) He said all that stuff to the hallucination. The hallucination was like, "I, I don't know, man. Puppets aren't operated from the inside. I don't know they're very clearly operated from the outside by a puppet ma- yeah I guess you're right I, I guess I guess you're right it's good it's good Re- reminded me of a beautiful mind um. He's just arguing with his. Sorry to spoil that movie, but it came out in 2001. You should have, you should, you should have seen that already. I uh, I work in an escape room. Uh, that's what I do. Uh, what what in an escape room is? It's where white people pay to feel like they had to flee something. Um, that's that's what an escape room is. Um, And I have this really, I have to go over the rules of the room and to make it better, like more, like better for me, I just, I have, I go over like each rule, I have a joke for it. Um, And that's not for them. That's for me. Like, I just have to get, get through it like that. And my, my joke for the like you're not supposed to take anything off the walls in the escape room that you're not supposed to do that. So when I say that, I was like, this is not a Shawshank Redemption themed escape room. Uh, there's nothing behind any posters or wallpaper um and then a guy was like hey that'd be a great idea for an escape room shashake redemption themed and i'm like did you skip over the laundry scene <laughs> the part w- after he goes through the fucking poster where he crawls through a mile of shit you you completely missed all. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you're in the escape room for under false pretenses. Yeah, that's that'd be a great theme for an escape room. Um, uh, can st- My water bottle is right down there. Can someone hand that to me? Thank you. Teamwork, everybody. OK, uh, the label is still on it, but it's OK. There's just listeners. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mentioned I look Jewish earlier. Um, I, I feel like, uh, do other religions have a haircut so closely associated with them as Judaism is to mine? You know, Is that why Christians have that one part in their hair, but only the part they like? Not the part that's racist or homophobic or doesn't work in this modern, is that, is that why Mormons have a wedge cut so they can keep doors from slamming on them? Um, and that's why bald people are atheists, there's nothing up there. Bald guy in a toupee, agnostic pick a side. He's not sure. He's really not sure. Um, uh, I used to work at, uh, I work at an escape room now, but I used to work at Target, uh, which working at Target, uh, high is difficult because your shirt really brings out your eyes. Um, but I did it anyway. I had to, um, I got mistaken for Shia LaBeouf while I was working at Target that that's this actually, I got mistaken for Shia LaBeouf by a mentally challenged person. um, He came up to me with a notepad and pen, even Stevens, even Stevens, even Stevens. I know, I know, and so if it was any other person, right, I would have been like, no, I'm not Shia LaBeouf, you're mistaken. But guys, he was mentally challenged. So I said, no, you retard, I'm not Shia LaBeouf. No, I didn't say that, I didn't say that. I signed it best with Shia and moved along. Um, Yeah, uh, the most common question I got while I worked at Target was, do you work here? Red shirt, khaki pants, name tag, walkie-talkie, look of malaise. I work here. Okay. What other information do you need? Like where have people been betrayed before? You know, like had they walk up to someone random. It's like, Oh, uh, excuse me. Do you know where the eggs are? Sorry, don't work here. That's why you check. That is always why you check. You, just don't, don't, just, you don't, don't take that risk and just ask someone where the eggs are. Um, what kind of prank would that be? Like, excuse me, do you work here? <laughs> All right. Look over there. See, come here. That's a hidden camera. That's a hidden camera. Your roommate Jessica put you up to. Get on out here, Jessica. Like I don't know. I, the the other question that I got that really just blew my mind was a guy came up to me and asked uh, if we sold bows and arrows. <laughs> bows and arrows at an SF-based Target Express. <laughs> um, and when I said no, medieval weaponry is seasonal. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, 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 he was confused. Like he, I saw shock in his face and I was wondering why he was so surprised. He must have seen the Target logo <laughs> and thought there's no way this place doesn't sell bows and arrows. I mean, I mean, I get my bricks at Walmart. I get my potassium at Kmart. I stock up on that. And I've lived inside of a Home Depot for about a decade now. I'm a, I'm a very literal person. Um, Another time, uh, this woman came up to me and she was like, I noticed you're out of half and half, do you have any more in the back? Um, And I said the retail version of no, which is I'll go check. (laughs) Um, If anyone in retail says I'll go check in the back, they're standing, they're singing the alphabet up against the wall. (laughs) And then, got, sorry, I couldn't find it. Um, so that's exactly what I did. I knew there wasn't any half and half in the back. Uh, so I, I went back there. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. All right, that's enough time. Um, I came back out. Uh, sorry, we're out of half and half. And near tears, this woman said, Well, is there anything else you can do? Oh. <laughs> no. That's about it. Oh, I'm sorry, I spoke too soon. Wait, actually, no, I only lactate whole milk, so, sorry, I can't, I can't, can't help you with that. Um, and this has been a dry month for me. Like, wow, people just expect so much, like, th- this guy stopped me in the middle of doing a bunch of shit, he was like, uh, excuse me, um, do you ever restock? No. It's take an item, leave an item at Target. <laughs> That's why you always come in here looking for the one thing. Like, like th- if you're ever a customer, which we are mostly, just take a second to think about your question before you interrupt. Oh, here's another thing about Target. Uh, you're a guest. You're a guest at Target. Have you ever felt like a guest at Target? That's what we called our customers. But do you, for your guests at your home, do you put a code on your bathroom so that guests don't do coke in your bathroom? Is that is that how you treat your guests at your home? Uh, the, the bathroom code was a mind fuck for most people. I did not see this coming. Like, the, you would say a succession of numbers to people and you would just see it miss. You would just see it take no effect on the mind. Like, uh, I would say, oh, the bathroom code is all of the odd numbers, then pound. And people would look at me like, I didn't ask for a fucking riddle. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to get into the bathroom. I don't know why Paul Giamatti is asking me, like, giving me, giving me an algebra equation to get into the bathroom. And so one time a guy came up to me and he was like, I said the bathroom code, all of the odd numbers, then pound. And so he goes up to the door and goes, one, three, five, seven, nine. <laughs> he pounded. Hounded on the door. This guy actually thinks that there's some poor Target employee <laughs> stationed on the other side of that wall, just looking at a screen going, all right, one, three, five, seven, nine. Welcome to the bathroom, sir. Like, what, is, what does he think? You get into the Target bathroom the same way you get into Diagon Alley? Just l- like Freemason shit to get into the Target bathroom? Uh, all right. And I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. I'll end with this. Uh, I think about this news story uh, every day because it's in my act. Um, (laughs) I I read this news story. I I don't know why we're not talking about this. This guy was, he he had an 140 pound ball sack removed and it left him with a one inch dick. Why aren't we talking about this constantly? He had a 140 pound ball sack removed, left him with a one inch dick. This guy's a walking would you rather question. (laughs) And the answer is neither. A definitive neither. This guy, uh, this poor guy, he, so he's walking around looking like a, like if he stands sideways, he looks like a capital B. So he's just trying to do the, he looks like he's trying to sneak someone into a movie. So he tries to do the best he can. He's just left with that. Uh, in this article, I read this in the New York Post, the New York Post of newspapers. Uh, this guy, he had to bring a milk crate with him when he would go on the bus to rest. The yes, yes. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but what's written on the side of a milk crate? Not for any other use other than transporting milk. Uh, yeah, this is what they meant. This is exactly what they meant. Um, his name was Wesley Warren Jr. The article was nice enough to say his name, and I was nice <laughs> enough to repeat it here. Um, yeah, the, this poor guy. The, the article had this one line. It was like, uh, uh, it, it was like uh, he had a 13 hour procedure to remove his swollen sack. Each word in that sentence is worse than the previous word. <laughs> Thirteen, unlucky number. Hour, that's a long time. Procedure, puts the first two in perspective. To remove, now I'm hooked. His swollen sack, ah, God. Um, I, and he, he died recently, but I'm gonna still tell that joke in forever. All right, uh, thank you everybody, Pam.
1: Anthony Togaro, yay. To put that in perspective, I am 127 pounds. (laughs) Okay, so I'm 127 pounds. That means that a man was carrying around half, just chopped me in half, put me in one little bucket and another. How can you even carry that much weight? Like, I hung out with a 30-pound baby today, and I hurt the fuck out of my back. Like, what have you had to carry... Hoodie as, he, the, there's a, okay, there's a reason why medicine shouldn't exist anymore, there's <laughs> some people, actually that's not fair, I would have been a baby who died, I was terribly allergic to everything, like just absolutely, and I shouldn't be, allergic. even bees, that was the thing, it's like I'm totally allergic to bees, they can kill me, but now they're all dying, so I'm like yay, no I'm not like yay, yeah. it's really sad that the bees are dying, and I don't know if it's the cell phones or what the fuck it is, but I'm happy that the bees are dying, because that means I have less of a chance It used to be like a hundred, now there's like two Bs. Anyways, (laughs) my fear is lessened. Uh, Not, Your next comedian, your fear should be greatened because he is so funny, he might make you pee your pants. Are you afraid of peeing your pants? (laughs) Sorry, he's really funny. Everybody, all the way, I'm glad he didn't pee his pants because he's all the way from fucking uh, Santa Cruz. Uh, That's a long way. Put your hands together for John Reinhardt, yay!
6: Thank you, Pam i was i was wondering where you were going with that i was like you should be really afraid of this next guy i was like oh shit! what's up dave good how are you buddy we lived together in santa fe new mexico uh which is where we met and now he lives in san francisco it's an odd thing it's a small world this isn't a joke folks this is just us reconnecting i uh i feel like people that hang themselves are a real nuisance (laughs) And I know suicide's a touchy subject. I think it's fucking hilarious, personally. I had a buddy, uh, another comic friend, he had a set a couple weeks ago, it bombed horribly. He went home, his family found him hanging in his basement the next morning, and his suicide note read simply, I kill me. <laughs> it's a hypothetical comedian who's not actually dead, folks. Relax, relax. I uh, vomited once on a roller coaster And in that brief moment, all of my problems were behind me. (laughs) I uh, used to own a gay voodoo doll. Boy, he loved little pricks. (laughs) Thanks. I'm proud of that one. My buddies asked me if I wanted to go fishing this weekend. I was like, yeah, I'll go fishing with you guys. But I approach fishing and sex with a similar philosophy. I thoroughly enjoy the process, but at the end of the day, I don't want to catch anything. (laughs) My little sister was recently diagnosed with her first child. I found that out via text, because that's a sad, disconnected world we live in. Said, hey, bro, how do you feel about being an uncle? Guess what? You don't have a choice. Well, I'm an asshole older brother, so I wrote back, I might not have a choice, Ashley, but you do. (laughs) Don't worry, everybody. She still had the stupid baby. (laughs) She named it Penny. That's cute. It's better than some of the shit I hear. I feel like white people are naming their children like they're being asked to enter a stronger iTunes password. (laughs) We're going to need an uppercase, a lowercase, a special character. Throw a number in there while you're at it. (laughs) Family's wonderful. I love my family. I, uh... I grew up with a father who used to tell me, son, as long as you think it's funny, that's all that matters. That is a horrible lesson to teach a small child. Here we are today. (laughs) He also used to tell me, son, you might be taller than me, but you'll never have the capacity to inflict pain. And it's funny, because he's right, but I always thought he was referring to physical pain, not emotional. Thank you guys for working through this with me. I'm still dealing with some of this shit. Anybody here in therapy? Yeah, all right, we got some brave souls. Some of you are lying. (laughs) The rest of you get to work. We could all use some therapy. My first therapy session, my therapist said, anything we discuss in this room is confidential unless you tell me you're a danger to yourself or others. I was like, what the fuck am I paying you for? (laughs) That's why I'm here. (laughs) Uh, My mother was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 13. She died in front of me when I was 23, spent the last two months of her life in a wheelchair with an oxygen tank. My nine-year-old cousin steps on the tube like so. My mom pretends like she can't breathe. She could breathe. She just thought it would be funny to emotionally scar my nine-year-old cousin for the rest of her life. Reinhard family got a pretty big laugh out of that one. It worked out too because my mom died shortly before Halloween and I needed a wheelchair for my Halloween costume. <laughs> So I put on a Superman outfit, and I rolled around town like Christopher Reeves all night. Come on, my sense of humor didn't die. Just my mom and Christopher Reeves and Superman a bunch of times if you read comic books. Anybody in here read comic books? Yeah, one. It's typical. How do you guys feel about comic book movies? I fucking hate that shit. Growing up, it was not cool to read comic books. Spider-Man taught me two things. With great power comes great responsibility, and if you tell your classmates you read comic books, they're gonna punch you in the arm and call you a faggot. So I'm wondering what's next up on the fad train from my childhood. We're gonna see a nostalgic return to masturbating to whatever softcore porn is available? Step aside, Pornhub! Scrambled cable tits are back on the menu. <laughs> There's gonna be hipster filmmakers who look a lot like me, painstakingly trying to recreate the look and feel of mid-'90s Cinemax movies starring Shannon Tweed. Because that's what I was masturbating to in the 90s. Apparently, nobody else was. I know, Gene Simmons, maybe. Maybe Gene Simmons. So my uh, computer died, not dissimilarly from my mother, so I have to use my smartphone to masturbate to porn with. I'm not proud of it, but that's where we are. So I was staying with a buddy recently, uh, and I'm in a room on the opposite side of the Wi-Fi router, so I'm trying to rub one out. But I just keep getting that loading circle, so I'm waiting, I'm waiting, but finally I just started masturbating furiously to the loading circle. I don't have time for this shit. I have more masturbating to do. <laughs> That's terrible. I, uh, I designed an app, uh, to help local homeless people review businesses. It's called Yell. <laughs> It's doing pretty well. It's doing a lot better than my other business venture, which is a dating site called AmishOnly.com. It's been up and running for six months. I don't have any subscribers. I'm not sure what's happening here. (laughs) Where are my people? Uh, You were talking about uh, 12 Steps. I think I figured out why we don't see more people in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. It's because when you're drunk, 12 Steps looks a lot like 24. I posted that on Facebook, and another comedian uh, wrote, spoken like somebody who will probably be in treatment one day, and I was like, yeah, he's right. He's not wrong, he's not wrong. I I was reading the Bible yesterday, like you do, (laughs) and I read a story about Jesus that I don't remember from my childhood, about his uh, legal dispute, because he wanted to call his gym CrossFit, but he had to settle for Jehovah's Fitness. I also found out that if Jesus had only taken a food handling course, he wouldn't have died from Uh... (laughs) cross-contamination. Lastly, because I got a lot of those, but I'm only going to subject you to these three, uh, I was surprised to find out that Jesus' least favorite band uh, isn't Nickelback, it's Nine Inch Nails. Thank you. It's nice to do that to a crowd that doesn't groan like I'm fucking talking about their dead sister or something. Like, Jesus, a fictional character died thousands of years ago. I mean, to be perfectly honest, like, believing in Jesus or the Bible or God in 2018 would be like accepting an innocent dinner invitation to have, uh, an innocent invitation to have dinner with Bill Cosby. We have evidence, folks. Let's utilize it. Let's make some smarter decisions. Enough with Jesus, I, I read you. So I don't eat cheese. Uh, it's not for health or ethical reasons. I just one day as a small child decided I didn't want to eat cheese anymore. And in many ways I stopped developing as a human being after about nine years old. Sorry, ladies. But as somebody who doesn't <laughs> eat cheese, watching people do uh, use Parmesan is a lot like watching people do cocaine. Also something I gave up as a small child. <laughs> you ever seen a group of people run out of Parmesan cheese?
7: They're like, holy shit, who's going to the store?
6: I'm like, easy, Ray Liotta. I'm going to need you to clean the powdery mess off the kitchen table first. So I'm at Trader Joe's buying Parmesan cheese for Ray Liotta. I love Trader Joe's. I do most of my shopping there. It's kind of irritating, though, because I get stopped every 30 seconds by people who think I work there. I get it. I get it. I have started having some fun with it though. Now when somebody asks me where to find the chicken fried rice, I just start ranting about how 23 is the basis for everything. Five, two plus three. Six, two times three. Seven, that's two plus three plus two. That's 23 backwards and forwards. Eight, two to the third power. Nine, three to the second power. Ten, that's five plus five, that's 23 and 23. And when management gets a complaint about gypsy powers, they're like, Gypsy Powers hasn't worked here in 30 years. That is a real name I got on a check in Santa Cruz working at a coffee shop, Gypsy fucking Powers. So if you're here tonight, Gypsy Powers, or if, I, if you know Gypsy Powers, just let them know I hate their name. I hope they die. I also got a check once, actually I had to write a check uh, because my girlfriend at the time hit a car that belonged to a gentleman named Hallelujah Blessing. Yeah, best $500 I ever spent. <laughs> what else? Let's see. I believe 9-11. Yeah, cool. That's good. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just do this one. Uh, so my last name is Reinhardt, which means I get all these emails intended for members of the alt-right, which I am not. I've dated so many Latin women, I have a master's degree in angry conversational Spanish. <laughs> Thank you. Funny because it's true. (laughs) But I found out that Apple is releasing a version of the iPhone they don't want us to know about. It's called the iPhone 9. The only color option is white. It does come with a free Tiki torch with every purchase though. Also a lifetime supply of Ambien. (laughs) It's the only piece of Apple technology that gets irrationally angry when you try to replace it. Doesn't use facial recognition. You have to administer a drop of pure blood to the screen to unlock it. So you know nobody's been able to open this phone. Pure blood. The only time I want to hear people discussing pure blood is when I'm watching Kate Beckinsale run around in skin-tight leather pants in the Underworld movies. I'm a-lookin' and I'm a-likin'. You guys have been absolutely wonderful. Thank you.
1: John Reinhart. Thank you guys for hanging out. Yay. Thank you. Yay. No, no, no. That was great. It's just the people can only handle an hour and 20 minutes of comedy like normal people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, hour and 20 minutes of comedy. We got it. It's good. feel good about ourselves now. We left. We're not going to get cancer anymore or whatever the fuck. I'm so glad you talked about Jesus because I used to be a cheerleader for God, right? Okay. There. One God. Andy is the Sun God. Ra, ra, ra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you yeah, know Ra. He was a good God. It's a better God than Jesus. Like, what the fuck? Like, I have a 33-year-old man who I get to talk to all the time. I'm fucking eight. Like, <laughs> my parents wouldn't let me have an invisible cat as my friend that was life-size, but they let me talk to a 33-year-old man. That sounds like a sound plan. I'm not a crazy person. I still talk to cats, by the way. <laughs> your next comedian, she's also hilarious. She is from Santa Cruz as well. Put your hands together for Shreve Powell. Yeah. You need a <laughs> You're fucking
8: Hi. Uh, I'm wearing my purse. Yeah, I'm wearing my purse on stage. Because... I-D-G-A-F, motherfucker. I don't got a friend to hold my shit for me when I go on stage. <laughs> That's what that means. I know someone that would have a problem with with some of John's set. His, na- <laughs> his name is Monterey Jack Nicholson. He'd <laughs> be like, I don't appreciate what you're saying. Hey, craft services, I noticed an empty spot on the table. I had all the cheese, but someone else might want some. I just invented this character the other day. It's really stupid, but it's really funny to me. I can't do an impression, but I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get famous on that. You'll see me on America's Next Talent. Yeah, America's Next Talent. I'm gonna create a new franchise of shitty reality show too. That's perfect. Uh, I I was at Pride a couple weeks ago. You guys were, is anyone here, Pride? Woo, yeah. Just maybe, tepid, tepid response, it's cool. Um, I I went to Pride, I was asked uh, by a gay friend of mine to accompany her to San Francisco Pride, which was nice, because I I haven't gone in a long time, because I'm straight, I don't want to like, appropriate whatever. And uh, she asked me to go with her because she wanted me to take a picture of her. (laughs) She wanted a not selfie (laughs) at Pride. Uh, Doesn't have any gay friends, I guess. So I was the most appropriate person to ask. She wanted a picture so that she could post it on Instagram to come out to her family on Instagram. And I was like, all right, well, don't think grandma's on Instagram. Maybe she is. They probably already know, but that's all right. You can do that. But Pride was, like, really fun. I haven't been there in a really long time, and I generally, like, I, f- I fucking hate parties. I hate fun, like, outside fest festivals, like, that kind of shit. Like, but the whole time I was there, I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then I was like, wait, no, 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 no. This is a good thing. This isn't just people getting high and doing drugs. It's people getting high and doing drugs and getting sunburns on their ass cheeks and nipples. So it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's, a, it's one of the best parts about living in California. So I'm happy to be here. But we're walking and it's like front to back. You know, we went to Dolores Park. That's where the real shit happens. We were at Dolores Park and we're walking and you're just like in this tight little line And it's so fucking frustrating. I'm like going insane, losing my fucking mind. And then out of fucking nowhere, on the ground in front of me is a discarded coconut. Like not like a bra, like it was just like a coconut, like someone had been drinking coconut water out of this coconut. And I was like, you know, I'm one of those shitty ass people that like needs to constantly validate themselves by like picking trash up in a park that is full of fucking trash. Like maybe someone will see me doing this and think what a good person that stranger, like why, why am I doing this? I have no fucking idea. But I bend down to pick up the coconut and on the ground in front of me is the biggest bag of cocaine I've ever seen. And I was like, whoa, is this a test? trying to live a better life, you know? But is this a test? Or like, is this a reward? <laughs> Did God bestow upon me an eight ball for like picking up a piece of trash in a park full of trash? I don't know, I don't know. You guys, this was like a validating amount of cocaine. <laughs> it was so much cocaine. Like to, in order to have this much cocaine in your life, you have to either be rich, really fucking hot, or just like a really shitty person. (laughs) I don't know which one of those categories I fall under, but I've paid for all the cocaine I've ever done, so I'm pretty sure it's the third one. Uh, I didn't pick up the bag of cocaine, and it's a good thing I didn't because I'd probably still be here. (laughs) I probably would have never left San Francisco if I had, because that was a lot of cocaine, and I don't need to become a cocaine person. It's not the right look for me, You know, it's just, I just, I need more than that in life. You know, nobody's ever left a Coke dealer's house and said, I should spend more time with that person. (laughs) That's a cool person. That's a fucking level of codependent that I really don't ever want to approach. Like I'm in a long-term relationship, not married. Codependent is definitely part of my life, but to sell an addictive substance so that people will come to your house, like that's pretty rough. Yeah. I don't know codependent. Yeah. Boyfriend and I have been together for almost nine years. Uh, not married. That's fine. We don't need to talk about that. I'm not going to mention it more than five or six more times <laughs> during this set. It'll come up again. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's hard even to imagine like how like marriage and like monogamy and all that stuff. Cause I have like, I have daddy issues. That's what um, my boyfriend likes to say. Uh, I think that that's bullshit because I never had a dad, so that's impossible, right? That's like totally whatever. Like my dad left when I was an infant. Like he like looked down at me when I was the youngest and most adorable thing I could ever possibly be in my life and was like, I could do better, you know? It sounds really rough, like it sounds rough when I say it, but like honestly, that's the best time to leave a child is when they're a baby because I hadn't developed object permanence yet. So like things were just coming and going. I didn't expect him to come back. I think that's why I turned out better than most of my siblings. It's great, (laughs) it's fine. What else, yeah, yeah codependency long-term relationships monogamy boyfriend and I have been talking about practicing ethical non-monogamy right now we're just practicing saying ethical non-monogamy because it's really hard to say it's really hard like you're gonna send the wrong message if you say that wrong you're gonna be like no it's cool We can fuck it's ethical monog. wait no I don't know all right it's fine can you guys all say it let's say ethical non-monogamy all right now we're all in it together <laughs> That's consent for me. Okay, cool. (laughs) I used to worry about cheating in our relationship, which is like, I would worry that I was going to cheat or that he would cheat on me, which is impossible because he's Asian um he's an asian man and women they don't fucking look at asian men they don't see them like he's actually super hot he's the lead singer of a band but i don't have to worry because of you know racism it's tight i can just walk around here's my man i'm wearing sweatpants it's fine because nobody's looking at this dude no one's trying to eye rape him in the grocery store i'm good and it's weird because like he's fucking great dude when he works out he smells like steamed rice it's so amazing he's so cute and at this point, like he's just he's got his shit together. His parents forced him to get his shit together, you know? Like at this point, Asian men are better at being white than white people are. Like have you ever seen an Asian dude with dreadlocks? doesn't happen. It went it can't. If my boyfriend went home with dreadlocks, his mom would be like, "Lang, your hair looks like noodles. You need to cut it off. you smell." And now, when I do that accent, sometimes people get a little bit uptight, but um It's not actually racist for me to do an an impersonation of somebody that I know. It's actually a pretty good accent. It's actually just racist not to fuck somebody because they're Asian. (laughs) So (laughs) that's the part that that I wanted. That wasn't even a joke. It's just a PSA. It's fine. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like maybe we've just been together for way too long. Like maybe we're just codependent. Maybe we're not even in love. Maybe I should like start a support group for codependent people. If anyone here has any ideas about how to get that going, I would really appreciate it. Because it honestly sounds like a lot of work. It sounds pretty complicated. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know, 10 years together, like fuck. Maybe relationships should just end after two years. Because there's like two holes. Like <laughs> what am I going to do? Like how much can I possibly work out? It's the same vagina, <laughs> same asshole. Like what, you're going to put a third year in for his asshole, I guess. <sighs> I don't really want to do that. It's okay. Our relationship has ups and downs. We're going through an up period right now because his cat died. That makes that makes things better sometimes. His cat died, uh, yeah, he loved this cat a lot, a lot. He's never bought me a single piece of jewelry, but that cat was shitting in a box of crystals every day. <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to live with that cat. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it, it was a rough. It was a rough. T- it was a rough time. You know, I found him. Uh, he was an inside cat, but he got out. He got hit by a car. Now he's an inside-out cat. Aww. So um, yeah, I know. But guess who the cutest one in the house is now? Aww. That's right. Inside-out cat's not allowed on the bed. You know, Aww. they don't make pills for the kind of worms that inside-out cat is dealing with. So. You know, I can just, he can just crush up a pill and put it in my mashed potatoes and my worms are, it's fine. We're safe. It's fine. Yeah, I know I was talking about jewelry. I don't care about jewelry, diamonds, all that kind of shit. Engagement rings are silly to me. Hey, babe, uh, if I buy you a tiny tiara to wear on your finger, do you promise not to have sex with anyone else until I die? Are you planning on dying soon? Are you, (laughs) are you? I don't know, like, are you clinically depressed? Diabetes, what's happening? Terminal cancer, what's going on? Why, why, why forever? Why my future for jewelry? I don't, I don't get that, that's, that's very weird. Like, why don't you just, like, save that money and just, like, hire a housekeeper to pick your underwear up off the floor so I don't have to do that? I feel like that would keep us together longer, you know? Like, don't buy the cow, just pay someone else to milk it, you know? <laughs> They say that diamonds are a girl's best friend, but diamonds never tried to fuck my boyfriend when I went out of town for the weekend, so that doesn't check out, it <laughs> doesn't. I went to Planned Parenthood recently to get my vagina appraised. It's, it's real, that was the first, good. 84 is a good year for vaginas, he says, so that's fine, that's good, it's a vintage, it's fine. Uh, he gave me a seven, I was like, seven out of 10? It's honestly a little better than I was expecting. I don't know if you spend a lot of time in Santa Cruz, but the water is very hard in Santa Cruz. It's like very hard, the air is really dry, it's tough. So uh, he was like, no, you idiot. <laughs> you know seven out of ten, you have seven strains of HPV. <laughs> Did you bring your HPV bingo card? You can get a bingo card and they stamp off all the strains of HPV that you have, and when you get a blackout, you get a free abortion. It's like... I don't, I don't need that. I have an IUD. I've had it for 20 years. It's literally a part of me. That's an inside joke. Um, you're not supposed to keep them in that long. You're supposed to take them out after like 10 or 15 or 19 years, I think, as it's cut off. I don't know. I was like, I, I've never had an abortion, but at this point I'm probably due for like a cleaning, right? I mean, we gotta keep Planned Parenthood around though, right guys? Get it? It's important to have Planned Parenthood around, especially for people like me who do this weird hobby that they spend all their money on. I'm never gonna make any money doing this, and if I can't go to Planned Parenthood, I'm gonna have to start selling my eggs at the farmer's market again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good place. Thank you so much, Mutiny. You guys are awesome. Shree Bell, everyone,
1: yay! <laughs> She's not gonna procreate, Yeah, I'm just kidding. You should, I do I have an IUD, too. I actually got my first STD from my marriage. I know. Crazy, right? It's sexually transmitted debt. That's what happens when you get married. That's literally what happens. <laughs> like, oh, you had $15,000 of credit card debt, and you didn't tell me until we have been married for three years? Ha-ha-ha! <laughs> Our marriage is based on lies. Of course it is. Yay! I was 25 when I got married. I was a dumb fucking bitch. What the fuck was I doing? Are you fucking kidding me? What was I... Your next comedian, he is so young. Please don't make any mistake. Don't marry anybody ever. It's just a contract. I mean, unless they have money, and then don't sign a prenup. Just, yeah, okay. Everybody, your next comedian is very funny. He's your headliner tonight. Put your hands together for Hunter or Uniac, yes! Hey.
9: Pam, you're wrong with that. I'm marrying Randy Nguyen. I am a big fan. I am, I am. Cree, you were talking about um, how, like, Asian men are the best white men. I thought that's really funny. I'm actually um, half Asian and half white, so I'm like the best white man ever. <laughs> you know? Has that been the most racist thing uttered ever? Yes, still gonna say it. It is. It is. I'm um I'm gonna get vulnerable with you guys. I, I who here's going to hell? Who here's going to hell? Fuck yes. I don't even believe in it, but just for a you know, a little safe thing, I'm gonna get buried with a ladder. You know, so when I get to the pearly gates, I'll just pop it up right there, climb over. You know? Fuck yeah. All right. I um yeah, I'm 24, I am young. I've been um, starting to say this phrase a lot, and I'm pretty sure we have all said it too, where it's like, I'm turning into my mother, you know, or I'm turning into my father. And what I've realized if you say both phrases in the same day, that's how schizophrenia develops. <laughs> you know, it's weird though, but yeah, I'm 24. People have been saying I'm uh, mature for my age, which I think is complete and total fucking bullshit. You know, like the only reason people think I'm mature for my age is because I don't talk a lot off stage. And what that really is, I'm just too stupid to string together a coherent sentence based off the subject matter at hand. You know? And I know that sounded smart, but it took me like an hour and a half to write that joke. <laughs> you know, the first 45 minutes was figuring out the difference between a dictionary and a thesaurus. You know? Very stupid. I, um, Pam was talking about weddings too. I never want to get married, but I was actually there for my parents' wedding. Crazy, right? Like, I was born a bastard child, I was there for my parents' wedding, and I was the ring bearer. You know, it was a great moment for me. But looking back on it, now I realized my mom was pregnant with my little brother which means I wasn't even the fucking child they got married over. <laughs> you know that whole ring bearer thing, supposed to be a great honor? No, that was my first shitty temp job. <laughs> Didn't even get paid, it sucked, guys. But yeah, I went to a wedding last week, actually. That was fun. At this wedding they had, you guys know what the uh, money dance is? Yeah. Um, anybody have it at their wedding? Or like, anybody have a friend that had it at their wedding? You have bad friends. I, um... <laughs> because the whole thing of the money dance is you walk up to the bride, presented with a certain amount of cash, and then you get to dance with her for a final farewell. And I think it's a great way to start off a lifelong commitment based on mutual trust, love and respect for one another. You know, have all the guys at your bachelor party shower your wife with singles for a private dance. <laughs> you know, it was fun. Yeah, I know you're supposed to give more money, but I'm broke as fuck, so I gave her a dollar, all right? I did. I, um yeah, I'm broke right now. I actually moved out of my parents' house recently, which means I have a Superman-like debt, which is another way of saying crippling debt. Christopher Reeves reference. I, um, what else, guys? When I was 19 years old, I was a lazy piece of shit, guys. I really was. Like, I was so lazy that the fire alarms went off in my, uh, if the, sp- if the fire alarm went off in my uh, apartment complex, I'd turn on the uh, sprinklers for five more minutes, you know? People died, but it was fucking worth it, you know? it's crazy, though. It was crazy. I was so lazy, like, it's really easy to get a weed card here. You know what I mean? I was so lazy that my friends had enough of this. They called me up. My buddy, Javi, called me up on my, my 20th birthday. He goes, Hunter, I'm sick of your shit. I got $100 to spare. We're going to day drink. We're going to go get your weed card, and we're going to smoke in Dolores Park. And that's where all my laziness went away. And I'm like, I will meet you at 8 a.m. in the city. We're fucking doing this shit. By the way, is it considered day drinking if you're drinking at 8 a.m., or are you still just drunk from yesterday? You know? But it's fucking crazy. We day drank, went into my... um. Went to the weed dispensary. I was so fucking happy. I tried to high five the receptionist behind the counter. You know, I'm like, fuck yeah. First time patient. Didn't give me the high five. Tried again. Still didn't give me the high five. Tried again. After five minutes, it got awkward. Just slammed my ID down on the pit table. I was really excited to do this shit. Like my, my buddy Javi, I loved him at this point. You know, because he, he got me drunk. He's buying me my weed car. And he's going to smoke me out. So I gave him a hug. I said, I love you. Like he didn't know this, but that dude had like a 65, 30, 45 fucking math, whatever um, percent chance of getting his dick sucked that night, you know? He didn't know it. I just wanted to show him how grateful I was for that. You know, he's a good friend, but it was fucking crazy. It's crazy. I walk into the doctor's. I hug the doctor too. Remember, I'm day drinking. I hugged the doctor too. I said, you sir, you are going to change my life. I am extremely thankful for what you're going on. It wasn't until after I signed the dotted line did I realize I'm in fucking rehab (laughs) and I freaked out. I thought I was getting set up, you know, but I heard my friend in the fucking waiting room just going, Hunter, we need to get the fuck out of here. I made a mistake. So I looked at the doctor and I said bye and just ran out of fucking rehab. You know, and I thought I aced the questionnaire with all the shit he was giving. Apparently I horribly failed it. You know what I mean? Like, he's asking me all these questions. Like, what drugs are you addicted to, sir? Weed and alcohol. They're the best. You know, what do you need it for? To fucking deal with people. (laughs) It's great. He was like, are you addicted to uh, any other drugs? Cocaine, is that an option? (laughs) Are you telling me the weed card you give me is specifically designed for chopping up lines? Fuck yes. (laughs) It's horrible, guys. It's weird. But like, I fucking ran out there. I I felt bad because the DMV lady was sitting there. So I came back and I was like, I'm gonna go get a pack of cigarettes and never come back. You know, and then I felt really bad, so I'm like, I'm actually gonna get a joint and never come back, you know? It's crazy, guys. Like, I'm fucking stupid. Now, like, whenever I smoke weed, I'm just paranoid. I'm gonna get trapped in rehab. It's fucking crazy. It is. It is. It is. What, nobody ever accidentally go to rehab? Is this not relatable? All right. (laughs) Apparently, I have more life experience than you guys. You guys should do it. It's fun. It's fun. Just prank a friend. Tell him you're gonna get your weed card. Send him to fucking rehab and just see what happens, you know? It'll be great. <laughs> hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on Bath Salts?
3: <laughs>
9: yeah? Cool. You guys are my type of crowd. <laughs> Fucking weird. I, um, well, actually, I got a girl's number last night. That was really cool. Yeah, you can applaud, you know. I tried to get laid. Um, it was crazy how I got her number. Like, I, um, last night, I was in the Tenderloin at like 3 a.m. doing cocaine, you know? Very fun night, but it was crazy, like, like getting the um, Uber with her, I'm talking to my Uber driver, and I was telling him, because I live in Daly City next to that uh, Sarah bowl where there's a shooting, you know, I'm telling the guy about this, and this is when this cute girl takes off her headphone and goes, I'm interested now, you know? And then I start fucking asking her all these questions. Like, it, it was weird, because we, we we're actually neighbors, you know what I mean? I asked for a number, got it, and what that, I feel like I was, like, realized after later on, what it translated to is like, I know where you live, give me your number, I'm your neighbor. You know, it's fucking crazy. It is, though. I, um, what else? You know what else happened to me? I, um, I'm sorry, guys. I gotta go through my notes. I, um, we'll do this really quick. There we go. I was hanging out with a bunch of 20-year-olds, you know, people my age, a couple of weeks ago. I, uh, I realized exactly why I hate 20-year-olds, you know? It's because they're, uh, fucking breathing. It sucks, guys. I uh, work at Five Guys. It's piece p-shit job, means half of my coworkers are illegal immigrants, so they don't speak English. You know, and half of my coworkers are high schoolers, so they don't speak English. You know, it's very crazy. Yeah, I was talking about um, race earlier. I am half white, half Filipino, which means I'm 100% white at heart, but like 100% Filipino on paper, you know, for college reasons. Did they work? No, not the point, that's why I'm doing comedy right now. I guess the point is I'm so white, I leave Yelp reviews for my drug dealers. You know? I'm so white, if I was a pimp, all my bitches would have dental. I'm so white, I discovered most deaf from the cameo he had on House. (laughs) Don't laugh too hard, that's not a fucking joke. He played a deaf guy I still haven't listened to his music since then. I'm also so white, my favorite rapper was the singer from Linkin Park. You know, it's weird though, but I'm Filipino. And like we're in a very racially tense time, you know? I don't like it because I feel left out because I can't complain about my white side, you know? So I kind of tried, this is a very bad thing to say, but I kind of tried to make people commit Filipino hate crimes just so I could feel included, you know? Nothing crazy, but like if somebody burned down a Jollibee's, you know, I will pay you to take a baseball bat to a karaoke machine, <laughs> you know? Anybody out there kidnap Manny Pacquiao? Yeah, none of you guys are into this. So I, since I couldn't make people hate Filipinos, I decided to make my own hate group. Who here's right-handed? Yeah, none of you want to answer that question. Well, a couple of you do. Fuck all of you. It is statistically higher than that. I'm gonna make my own left-hand supremacy rally, guys. It'll be great. There'll be like 30 of us in Washington, D.C. chanting, doorknob shall not oppress us, you know? I know I'm better than you guys because have you guys ever seen a Nazi do their Nazi salute with their left hand? No, you haven't. Why? We fucking knew better people. We want to get more statistics. Um, You guys know that two, I'm sorry, two out of the last seven presidents were only right-handed. Those two, George W. Bush, Donald fucking Trump. Yeah, the evidence says none of you are worthy for the presidency. I know there's some people here kind of weird, but I do want to point out there's at least one left-handed person in the back right now going, that's what I'm fucking talking about. (laughs) That's how hate groups get started, guys. It'll be great. It'll be great. Um, It'll be fun. If we're gonna get really into this, like, I do have a little scandal because like, I masturbate with my right hand. So I feel like with every hate group, you do need a sex scandal. You know what I mean? It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm um, still a good person though. I actually visited my friend in the hospital lately. Uh, it was a little minor scare. She's fine now, but like, while I was in the hospital, I realized all hospitals have gift shops. What's the fucking point of that, to gift wrap the coffins? Like, it's so weird. Like, I went to Stanford Hospital, and they had the uh, UC Stanford sweater. You know? Like, I, I can see people going up to, like, you know, people who bought that. Like, oh, you went to UC Stanford? No, I was in the Stanford ICU. You know? Fucking crazy. I get why you'd have one, though, because spending a um, semester in Stanford College is just as expensive as spending a weekend in the ICU at Stanford. <laughs> you know? It's insane. It's insane. Hmm. I, um... My dad's a meth addict. That's fun, right? Yeah? No? Okay. None of you guys are cool. Um, my dad's a meth addict, though, and he's never done any drugs before in his life, and he went straight to meth. And they say, like, meth addiction's the finish line of all drug addiction, which means I can't even respect him as a drug addict because he cheated in the race. <laughs> you know? can't even mention the word race around him while he'll make his own starting line or finishing line, as he likes to call it, one for each nostril. You know? He's a fun meth addict. He is. He is. He has fun with it. I actually found out he was a meth addict in a weird way. He, um, he stole a fucking toilet, guys. Like, the guy who pays the bills in my house stole a toilet. He asked me to move the ba- uh, from the bed of his truck into the backyard. thing wasn't even wrapped. No cardboard, no plastic. My dad stole a used toilet, guys. <laughs> he then asked me to put it in the bed of his truck for the backyard. As soon as the bottom of the toilet touched the tallest blade of grass in my backyard, I uh, officially became white trash. It sucked. And I wanted to remember this moment, you know, where it all like fell apart. And I'm looking around my backyard saying like the pieces of two by four we haven't used in like three years. You know, the rusty weights that I haven't used since I was 16 and a fucking tree stump, not even attached to the ground. Just a cross section of tree. I'm already white trash people. It's fucking insane. It's weird though. toilet sat there for two years, three months, and 16 days. And I know it's because the toilet's been sitting there. For two years, three months, and 16 days. The toilet's still fucking there, people. Whenever it rains, he puts a tarp over it. (laughs) He cares for that thing more than his fucking car. It's sunny out. He kept the tarp on top, too. Fucking sunroof. He's clever, all right? He works in construction. Very crafty guy. It's fucking weird, though. I, um, what else? I, uh... I'm sorry, guys. I did, I'll talk about my night last night. Yeah, I did uh, cocaine in the tenderloin, which is always, it kind of. It, it sounds very sad, but it's kind of appropriate for the time. You know, and I grew up in the suburbs, so I was afraid of the tenderloin. You know, have you guys ever been there? It's beautiful at night. It really is. <laughs> you guys should go there, talk to a tweaker. They're good guys. They're good guys. But uh, my mom works for Bart. Anybody take Bart? Yeah, yeah, nobody's happy about that, I know. We, we don't have cars. My mom works for Bart, and she's cool, but it, like, there's kind of a gap, you know, between us because it's very hard to understand her. You know, her voice sounds a lot like she's oh she's actually one of the station agents at Bart, which means every time you don't pay for your ticket, she just goes, "Go on through." You know, but her voice sounds exactly like this. It's um, do 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 You're my least favorite child. Do 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 Also adopted. Do 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 do. We spent the 30 days, couldn't return you enough. You know, I fucked up on that. She's doing the to distract me, but it's fun. It's fun. My uncle also works for Bart. He's a, um, he's a train operator, you know, which means, yes, my family is in a conspiracy who is to fuck up your Monday commute, you know, fun times, fun times. I, um, what else happened, guys? People were talking about religion. I believe God's an alcoholic, people. I do. Why? Because if you don't go to his house every Sunday morning for liquor and shitty snacks, you will burn in hell for eternity. <laughs> he spent the past thousand years going up to every single man going, you, sir. Chop off the tip of your dick. And don't forget to put ashes on your forehead on Wednesday. Like, those are the actions that have been hanging out on fucking 6th Street. You know what I mean? It's crazy, though. It is. It is. You guys know, until the year 1820, the only way you can have clean drinking water in it? The only way you can have clean drinking water was if alcohol was in it. True fucking fact. That's crazy. That means everybody up until the were 1820 was fucking shit-faced. That means the founding fathers of this great country were fucking shit-faced. I love it. It makes so much sense. George Washington got into a fight with a cherry tree and then made him into his teeth. They don't even fucking talk. Benjamin Franklin, he wrote our constitution. First draft. Fucking genius. Invented the stove. How did he discover electricity? By flying a kite into a thunderstorm at three in the fucking morning. That's not a man of science. That's a fucking drunk man <laughs> flying a fucking kite into a thunderstorm at three in the fucking morning. That's why now I believe Jesus Christ is actually one of the only sober men up until that time period. And I can see it really happening. You know, like, you know that story where you fed like 5,000 people with three fish? It's a very popular one in the Bible. All atheists love it. Well, like a little context happened next to a river. That means everybody in the Bible is too drunk to know where fish come from. <laughs> Jesus says, take my hand and I'll guide you to the promised land. That's him trying to get his drunk ass apostle friends home at three in the morning. You know, I can see him pacing up with the stripes of uh, biblical Bethlehem just going, Judas, Judas, motherfucker, Judas, get out of the fuck. I swear to God, Judas, you're gonna be one of the, f- you're gonna be the fucking death of me one of these days. <laughs> And when that happens, I will come back from the grave and fucking burn your ass. It's horrible. You know, guys, I'll leave you with that. Can you give me a round of applause for all you guys staying around? I fucking love all you people. A round of applause for Pam, too. That's my time, guys.
1: Hunter Uniac, everybody, yay, yay. And it was two fish. It was five loaves and two fishes, just so you know, just to be biblically accurate, sorry. I was a Bible scholar as a child. Look at the birds of the sky, they do not reap or sow or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father takes care of them. That's what I think whenever I'm on a bender, like there will be more beer, right? Like I have no money left, but Jesus loves me, and someone will buy me a fucking beer, <laughs> it'll be good. Anyways, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, yay, clap it up for all your comedians. <laughs> clap it up for David Sunzu Tzu running the ones and two for Charity Pomeroy running the door tonight, thank you so much. Thank all you guys for supporting Mutiny Radio. See you all next week. Yay, bye, yay! Blown away!
3: Blown away!
7: They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutterpunk. Mutinyratio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs>
1: time, and we're ready to groove in the mission for the 6th Annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free, Saturday, August 18th, from noon to 6pm with bands Empress Of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thStreetBlockParty.com
2: Excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
10: they have a fun time at Pam Tastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere ten dollars. And ten dollars, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> isn't duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs>
8: guys how's it going pretty great i'm sure um we have a little announcement for you a psa of sorts yes uh listen to cowards every 10 a.m to 11 on mutiny radio on fridays yay for some sweet scared storytelling please do it we need you (laughs) so badly yes okay goodbye goodbye
7: and all the kissing is kissing
1: Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic.
0: My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
7: Press out those new jokes every Monday 6 to 8 on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag thc D. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother.